we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for March 15th, 2015. And this next part, I'm going to try to keep it together here uh, because uh, this subject is just beyond my, and I'm sure it'll be beyond your comprehension. This just uh, came out recently. And it's entitled, Abortions in the Name of God. Devil Doctor Willie Parker joins faith leaders to launch a statewide campaign in Texas. Abortions in the name of God. This is where we've come to in America. Dr. Willie Parker considers himself a devoutly religious man. The Alabama-based physician abides by the Bible's words and lives according to his deeply held spiritual values of Christianity. This is really how this report started out. He's a devoutly religious man and abides by the Bible's words. Yeah, the satanic Bible, but that you know he didn't specify which Bible. And lives according to his deeply held spiritual values of Christianity. The most essential value of his religion, says Parker, one that he believes is universal to any major faith tradition, is compassion. Compassion. And Parker, a trained OBGYN and the family planning health care provider, shows his compassion by providing abortion care to women when they have an unplanned pregnancy or lethally flawed ones. See, that's how this fork-tongued devil from the pit of hell shows his compassion through abortion care. Now, my comment to this is, yes, aborting an innocent, helpless baby shows incalculable and immeasurable, quote, compassion for that doomed baby that is butchered in the womb. I guess he kind of forgot about compassion toward the baby. It's all, all that matters is toward the mother, which it's a proven fact. If, if, a, if a woman receives an abortion, I mean... There's all of these statistics of, of what is going to be more prone to happen to her later in life and all of the emotional scars and all the health implications. You reap what you sow. So this isn't a compassionate act on either end. Here's a picture of the good Dr. Willie Parker profiled in Esquire magazine. The abortion ministry of Dr. Willie Parker. You know, I bet you standing before God proclaimed with his chest out, what did you do for me, Willie Parker? Well, God, I had the best abortion ministry on the planet. Haven't you heard? You think that's what he's going to say to God? <laughs> I mean, this is just so far beyond comprehension so evil that it, it defies even the words just don't do this part of the study justice this is called just texas faith voices for reproductive justice and this is a, a little uh, thing they had it just it just happened march 10th at temple beth shalom in austin i guess austin texas So he shows his compassion by providing abortion care to women when they have unplanned pregnancies. Well, you know, a few Bible verses came to my mind as, as, I, as I got into this a little bit. And I just want to kind of share those with you if you'll indulge me. Matthew 12, 37 says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So that's something the good doctor might want to mention is, is, is I don't think that when he stands before God, he's going to be able to um, use the whole, I was living my, I was a deeply religious man, God, living by my deeply religiously held Christianity principles. 
and abiding by the Bible's words and showing my compassion by aborting and butchering little innocent babies in the womb. That's That, God, is how I showed what a wonderful Christian I was. I kind of doubt that that argument to God is going to cut it when he stands before God at the great white throne judgment because he's not going to be at the judgment seat of Christ, obviously, which is for Christians. He's going to be at the great white throne judgment. And this is after he gets out of hell and then right before he gets thrown in the lake of fire for eternity. Proverbs 18.2 says, All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. See, he's, he's so deluded. His conscience has been so seared with a hot iron. He's so been turned over to a reprobate mind, like the Bible talks about in Romans 1, that he actually thinks he's doing God's service. Maybe he does. I think it's more likely he's just a closet Satanist. I don't really, I don't really buy that he's that deluded. I'll get into that a little bit later. Proverbs 17.15 says, He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. Well, he sure is justifying wickedness, if I've ever seen anybody do it, with that line of satanic garbage that's coming out of his mouth, calling himself a deeply religious, devoutly religious, biblical man, Christian, and then butchering babies in the womb. Talk about justifying wickedness. And you'll see later he condemns the just, those that would go against him. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Well, if I have, if I have ever seen an example of that that pertains in my lifetime, it is what this devil, how he lives his life, what he states in open. Calling evil good and good evil. It's exactly what he does. Jeremiah 48.10, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. That's what he's trying to accomplish. He's calling himself a Christian. And saying that this is biblical, what he's doing. And saying that he's doing this out of compassion. Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. Wow, well, that doesn't describe him. I don't know what does. Some other verses for him to think about would be Isaiah 14, 9. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. I believe there's a special place in hell for devils like this. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Dr. Willie Parker. It stirreth up the dead for thee. You're going to have a H-E-L-L of a homecoming in hell, Dr. Willie Parker. I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect, but this, this man is pure, total evil. And I just, I can't hold back on somebody like this, especially when you want to ride the coattails of the Word of God, the Bible, and Jesus Christ to justify your satanic position. Another verse to think about, Dr. Willie Parker, would be Isaiah 66, 24. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. Dr. Willie Parker. For whom? For their worms shall not die. Neither shall their fire be quenched. That's what he has to look forward to. In hell, where their worm dieth not, and their fire will never be quenched. 2 Timothy 3.13 says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Here is a deceiver who is deceived, deceiving others. An evil man. He is a seducer. And it says they're going to wax worse and worse. That word wax in the King James means to grow. 
Matthew 7, 16 and 17, you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs or of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. If he's not a corrupt tree, I don't know what is. But he's a corrupt tree masquerading as a good tree. Well, the Bible says if Satan can transform himself into an in a, into a minister, um, an angel of light, it's no marvel that his ministers can be appear as ministers of righteousness. I mean, he really has no leg to stand on. But he's he's still trying. He's still trying to appear like he's a minister of righteousness. But you should know them by their fruits. It doesn't matter what's coming out of his mouth. Look at his fruit. He's a baby butcher. That's his occupation. And he has the audacity to say that he's butchering these babies primarily motivated out of his deeply held Christian biblical faith and compassion. What a stinking hypocrite. I mean, have you ever heard of such hypocrisy? This is hypocrisy. It, you can't even comprehend it. It's deluded, deranged, sick, vile hypocrisy. Isaiah 66, 3 and 4. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. His soul delights when he butchers a little innocent, helpless baby in the womb. He delights in that. He thinks he's doing a good, compassionate thing. Not too compassionate for the baby, though. No, not too much there. <laughs> and then God goes on to say, I will choose their delusions. And I will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. Now, this man had a chance. You're going to see that later. You're going to see that later. He had a chance. When I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before mine eyes. And they chose that in which I delighted not. Yeah, like butchering babies. Little innocent babies. Yeah. They chose that which I delighted not. Psalm 97.10 says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. We're to hate evil. But he says he loves the Lord. Why doesn't he hate evil? Why does he justify evil then? Why does he love evil? He thinks what he's doing is the greatest thing since sliced bread, evidently, according to him. Because he's a vessel of Satan, a vessel of wrath, fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. That's the only real conclusion I can come to. Titus 1, 15b and 16 says, Unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and their conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. Like works like aborting babies all day long? Yeah. That, that would be a pretty good work. Pretty much saying you're denying God. Yeah. Say so I'd be right up there. Child sacrifice? Yeah. Yeah, that would qualify. Being abominable and disobedient and an, an unto every good work reprobate. This guy really thinks he's going to appear before God and be rewarded for, for murdering innocent babies all day long. He thinks he's going to receive a reward for that. Oh, he'll, he'll have his reward in hell in the lake of fire. But it's not going to be what he thinks it's going to be evidently. Jeremiah 5, 26 through 29. For among my people are found wicked men. He says he's a Christian, right? He probably goes to a Christian church. But did you see the other day I put out a report where it was that, that uh, Baptist preacher's wife who worked at Planned Parenthood or an abortion clinic? And it showed him dropping her off? Let me find that real quick. Okay, yeah, I, I just found, I just this is my last Christian current event newsletter I put out. 
God is a forgiving God. Alabama pastor's wife defends work at abortion facility in the Bible Belt. Isn't that wonderful? Here's a good a picture of the of the uh, the the pastor's wife who works at the abortion clinic. Pastor's wife who works as an exit counselor at an abortion clinic facility in the Bible Belt is defending her employment at the location, stating that she believes that women have a right to an abortion and that God is a forgiving God. Yep, you're right. God sanctions murder, especially of your unborn child, and he'll forgive you. Just go ahead and murder your baby and worry about the forgiveness later. Maybe you could go to the Catholic Church and get an, an indulgence where they know what you're going to do ahead of time and pay them off so that you can really get it right with Satan. Because you're not getting anything right with God. It's premeditated murder of the most helpless part of society. Your own child! She goes on to say, I feel that we have all sinned. None of us are perfect. No sin is greater than any other sin. No, you're right. You're right. I, God, it's the same level as if, as if you, um, I don't know, steal a toothpick compared to aborting your own child. Anyway, that's what she'd like you to, you to probably believe there. Um, Callie Chapman, you might want to put her on your prayer list. Callie Chapman, wife of Lewis Chapman of New Elam Baptist Church in Montgomery, told the Christian Post this weekend following an initial report by Christian News Network. That's her right to make that decision because that's her body. Are you kidding me? Talk about having your mind darkened. Talk about being turned over to a reprobate mind and having your conscience seared with a hot iron. I don't know what more evidence that you could ever need than a Christian that is either doing abortions or working at an abortion clinic and justifying it all. What a wonderful example to society too. You know? What a wonderful example to other Christians out there. The Bible says not to ever be a stumbling block to your brother. You know? And that's just in things that you eat and drink. Talk about confusion if somebody was a baby Christian and they went to this church and, and, and she, looks, she looks to the pastor's wife and she's working at an abortion clinic and says it's okay. Talk about being a stumbling block before other Christians. She's going to have to pay for that in hell too. I, I just I, I can't it's it's like the the world is just and, and Christianity in particular just absolutely out of their 501c3 corporate minds in the 501c3 corporate Church of America. As previously reported, Dr. David Day, senior Mission Service Corps missionary with the North American Mission Board, told Christian News on Friday that Chapman has worked at the Reproductive Health Services for years, along with her son Jerome. So let's get the whole family involved. Why don't they have the pastor doing the abortions? You know, too. Who is employed as a security guard. So he's there as a security guard to keep all the evil Christians out. He said that he... He first had been informed of her employment two to three years ago when he began preaching the gospel to women outside the facility. Okay, this is the guy from this missionary from the North American Mission Board. So here, this guy's out there, a, a real Christian, trying to get people saved. And he, he learns of this pastor's wife inside helping with the abortions. A Baptist preacher. His pastor's wife. He said, I was stunned that there's actually a pastor's wife that works there. But then he met Chapman and spoke with her. I've spoken to her one-on-one -on -one and she tells me that women know what they're doing. They know what abortion is. But she says that there's no sin greater than God's forgiveness. That we're not judged. We're not to judge. And that the God forgives, he outlined 
The Bible says he who is spiritual judgeth all things. Jesus Christ said judge righteous judgment. The Bible says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. When the Bible says don't judge, it's talking about hypocritical judgment. When you have a beam in your own eye and you judge the speck in your brothers, that's when you don't judge, okay? Oh my word. She goes on to say it's always the same thing. We're not to judge and God forgives. There's none of us without sin is what she says. Okay, so just add sin unto sin and, and murder your unborn baby. Really, really heap that on. Yeah, that's the, that's the solution. Do, do the most heinous sin you can possibly think of, which is killing your own little unborn child in the womb. Yeah, that's what we're to do. Really pile it on. God will forgive you, don't worry. Now, I'm not coming down on any of my listeners who have ever had an abortion in times past and they've repented of that, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who is actively encouraging and taking money. Talk about blood money. That paycheck, I want to touch that paycheck with a 10-foot pole. If this woman sent me money, which I know would never happen, I would... I mean, if it was a check, I'd burn it. I'd get rid of it. I don't want that blood money. It's cursed. Oh, my word. But Day believes that Chapman's logic is faulty in believing that one should commit sin just because you can ask for forgiveness later. Well, that's exactly how the Catholics operate, you know? He says, I love my wife. I, I I don't go and cheat on her because she'll forgive me, though. I mean, it's just so, so common sense here. Day said that he has advised Chapman that she should be turning women away from abortion, not simply consoling them after the fact. We told her, you need to tell these women that God's word says that you shall not kill innocent children and that he hates the hands that shed innocent blood amen brother he explained tell them you shouldn't do it day said he believes that chapman's sorry pastor husband drove her to work this past wednesday they got a picture of it he captured her on camera being dropped off at the abortion facility in a mercedes benz and later posted it to facebook to share his concern He's probably on the Creflo give me a dollar plan. Following in Creflo's footsteps. Sadly, this is a Montgomery pastor dropping off his wife who works at an abortuary, he wrote. Pray for her soul and the sheep of this pastor. Unbelievable. The facility additionally noted that the pastor's wife comes in one day a week when we have procedures or abortions. Maybe they only do abortions one day a week. She's got to make sure she's there that day so she can really, really, really get on the satanic sin. Really show what a, what a devil hypocrite she is. Oh, what a devil witch. What a stinking devil witch. Oh, man. She says, Chapman said that those who take issue with her employment in the facility shouldn't speak against her work until they themselves become perfect. Lady, don't you dare try to turn the spotlight on me. I know I'm not perfect, and I know if I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell. But don't you dare play that game with me because I wouldn't let you do it for a minute. You devil. You fork-tongued devil witch. She says... You know what? The activists need to get their lives together, she said. When they become sin-free, then call me back. Oh, isn't that convenient? You know what? You won't be able to use that excuse in hell. Where your worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And when you're thrown into the lake of fire, you won't be able to use that excuse before God. Are you kidding me? And Chapman also said that her husband, the good pastor, has no objections to her work. The gelded wonder, her her wonderful pastor. Boy, boy, I bet you Satan has blessed that church. Blessed it monetarily. Well, hey, they can afford to drive around a Mercedes Benz. 
The pastor's wife was featured in a 2014 Esquire article which centered on Willie Parker, a professing Christian abortionist in Mississippi. Hmm. Willie Parker. Where did we hear that name? Oh, that's the guy we're talking about in the main report. The good Dr. Willie Parker. Abortions in the name of God. Yeah, same guy. <laughs> I mean, it's just beyond comprehension. I can't even imagine God sitting on his throne, how fed up he must be with, I guess, pseudo-Christianity especially, I would imagine. And, and I hate to say this, but stuff like this is only going to become more commonplace as people become more demon-infested, possessed, more taken over by more, more having their conscience more and more seared with a hot iron, being more and more turned over to a reprobate mind. It's just going to become more commonplace. I hate to say it. Jeremiah 5, 26-29, I started that before. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait as he that set a snares. They set a trap. They catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so are the houses full of deceit. You got somebody like this Pastor Willie Parker, this, this pastor's wife that works at the abortion clinic, her, her pastor husband that doesn't have any problem with it. Their houses are full of deceit. They profess they know God, but in works they deny Him. By, your, by their fruit you shall know them. Well, this is pretty easy to see. It's not even hard. Therefore, they are become great and waxen rich. What, like Creflo, give me a dollar? Like I'm sure this Dr. Willie Parker, who probably has no monetary issues, like, like the good pastor and his wife with their, with their church and their Mercedes-Benz? Yeah, yeah. Therefore, they become great and waxen rich. Like Jesus said, verily, you have your reward. You know, you want your reward in this life. You want to serve Satan. Verily, you have your reward. You turn your life over to Satan. He can make it pretty easy for you in this life. Prince of the power of the air. You know, just bow down and worship me and I'll give you all these things that he said to Jesus. He can make it pretty easy on them. And he could probably make themself make them think, you know what, I really am serving God. All those devils infest in their mind, deluding their thinking processes. Yeah, I can see it. That, that's no problem for Satan. They're waxing fat, yea, they shine. They overpass the deeds of the wicked. See, this is something that you don't even see the wicked doing. You know what I mean? I mean, if a wicked is, is that an, if, if like a witch or a warlock, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, is that an abortion clinic? You can't expect that. But these are, these are they're, they're overpassing the deeds of the wicked. Because they're calling themselves Christians. Which I believe in God's eyes is a far greater sin than if you're a Satanist working in an abortion clinic. Because you're trying to ride the coattails of Jesus Christ. And at the same time justify abortion. See, that, to me that's overpassing the deeds of the wicked. That's what I think that verse means. They judge not the cause. But she said judge not. Well, God's just saying here, judge. No, they judge not the cause. They're not judging the cause that this is murder, that this is murder of an unborn baby, and they're encouraging these women, these mothers, to do this? No, they're encouraging that. They're not judging the cause. They're not defending the cause of the fatherless. It says they judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless. These little babies might as well be without fathers. The mother's taken, I mean, even if the father's against it, the mother's taken it in their hands. They're not judging the cause of the father. Yet they prosper. <laughs> Verily, you have your reward. You want to sign on the dotted line with Satan? Have your little bit of baubles and trinkets in this life? Oh, it's only going to cost you eternity in hellfire and a lake of fire after that. I mean, that's the only price you'll have to pay. So, yeah, it's, you know, totally worth it, obviously. I mean, obviously, I'm... I'm being sarcastic, but I mean, you know. 
So it says, yet they prosper. And the right of the needy do they not judge. Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord? Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? And increasingly, it is becoming a nation that is embracing these types of evil, satanic values. So going back to the report, um, while the religious right and conservative activists in Texas and elsewhere may shudder at the thought, Parker performs abortions because he is a Christian, not despite it. Talk about having no shame in your game. He performs abortions because he is a Christian. Not despite it. It is not mutually exclusive to do the work that I do. This is Parker's talking, this is Dr. Parker. It's not mutually exclusive to do the work that I do and hold the values that I hold. Oh, it's not. Show me that in the Bible, you fork-tongued devil from the pit of hell. Show me that in the Bible. Because just because you say it, you devil incarnate in human form, does not make it biblically so. You will not be able to use that argument when you stand before God at the great white throne judgment. You won't be able to do it there. What audacity. It's like they, they literally, they glory in their shame. Like the Bible talks about. They're glorying in their shame. They're glorying in their wickedness. He told the Chronicle this in a recent interview. That last statement. And then he also says, The Bible tells us to love our neighbors with all our strength. Neighbors also mean struggling women who are going through times that are very complicated for them. My comment, I guess innocent, helpless babies in the womb don't qualify as this vessel of Satan's, quote, neighbor. And therefore, these innocent, helpless babies are fair game to be butchered and annihilated. He must sleep so well knowing he is serving his master Satan in such a mighty way. Don't you think? Don't you think he sleeps well at night when he pillows his head knowing he's serving his master Satan in such a mighty way? I guess he needs to check his Bible again though. As Jesus said in Luke 17, 1 and 2, Then said he unto his disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. I mean, I don't know about you, but this is about the most offensive thing I've ever read. You can talk about Islam and, and a lot of this other stuff that we get into, but this is like somebody saying they're a born-again Christian, basically, or Christian. You're going to see both of these people came out of a Baptist background. The one is a Baptist preacher's wife. He was a Baptist minister, as we're going to find out here earlier in life. These people know better. They are without excuse. And it's to me, it's so much more offensive when I see a Christian, somebody that's calling themselves a Christian, doing something so satanically evil, premeditated first-degree murder over and over and over again in their chosen occupation, participating in that process. Talk about offenses. It is impossible, Jesus Christ talking, it is impossible that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. Dr. Parker, Mrs. Baptist Preacher's wife, we just talked about, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he be cast into the sea than he should offend one of these little ones. See, it would have been better had you never been born 
neither of you, and including the pastor who's condoning it, working at an abortion clinic for God. Boy, I, I tell you, it don't get much worse than that. Going back to the report, it says, as part of a second religious awakening, as part of a second a religious awakening and a realization that reproductive justice would be his own civil rights struggle, the right to kill babies, particularly minority babies, particularly black babies, which most, I mean, that's the, the bulk of most abortions. Many, many places are, and that's who they've targeted. That's who Planned Parenthood has targeted. This isn't about white and black. This is about what are a disproportionate number of abortions that take place. And I know in New York City, it's like 50, over 50% of all abortions are from um, the black races. It's not about black versus white. It's not about me being prejudiced. I'm telling you statistical facts. It is who Planned Parenthood has targeted, in all fairness, since their inception with Margaret Sanger. And they would hire preachers that would go and, and basically get their flocks on board with this concept so that they would abort their babies. That's why the Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5. If your preacher is telling you to do something contradictory to the Bible, get out of there. Shake the dust off your feet and get out of there. Especially something so heinous as this. It's what they did. It's what Margaret Sanger did. They were trying to eliminate the black races. She was in correspondence with Hitler. This is the whole thing with eugenics. Trying to rid the planet of the undesirable races to bring forth the Aryan fifth root race, the God-man. That was the whole Hitler goal. All based out of Darwinism and evolution. That these other races were inferior and they weren't as highly evolved. So therefore they needed to die and there was no sin and killing them off. So this was part of his second religious awakening. This whole realization um, that reproductive justice. There's not a whole lot of justice in it for the slaughtered baby. But reproductive justice would be his own civil rights struggle. Parker began providing abortions full time. To provide care for the most needy and most vulnerable women. Don't you know that's one of the, still the main goals of, of the uh, eugenics? Particularly the annihilation of the black races. One of the main goals, still. A physician of more than two decades, an abortion doctor of 10 years, Parker makes the drive to Mississippi's Jackson Women's Health Organization twice a month, the last remaining abortion clinic in that state. Mississippi's done some things right. They've only got one abortion clinic left. And I pray to God this one gets shut down as well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. After a series of harsh reproductive health and trap laws enacted with the support of active anti-choice activism. You have to understand, this article, this report that I'm reading from, is written from a pro-abortion, pro-secular standpoint. This didn't come from a Christian source. After a series of harsh reproductive health and trap laws enacted with the support of active anti-choice, not pro-life, but anti-choice activism, the clinic is the only one surviving. Well, praise God, there's not more of them. And may God rain down his fury in this one that's left in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Parker, once a Baptist preacher in teenage years, Yeah, he was a Baptist preacher in his teenage years. See, he, he had a chance. He had a chance to do the right thing. But see, he had a second spiritual awakening and evidently was shown the light by Satan that this is his, his calling. Reproductive justice. Kill as many innocent babies in the womb as he possibly could to show his, his unending compassion toward those slaughtered babies. 
I know I'm sugarcoating things today. I, I do apologize for that. I, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to get a little more hardcore. Um, he was once a Baptist preacher in his teenage years. He and other faith leaders from Protestant, Jewish, Roman Catholic, and Unitarian faiths plan to gather on Tuesday, March 10th. This already just happened at Temple Beth Shalom to launch a new statewide campaign in support of access to reproductive health, meaning, meaning as many abortions as you want, health care for all citizens. It's a very near and dear thing to Satan. There's, there's a link there to the new statewide campaign if you want to go to their wicked website. Check it out. So now he's teaming up with other reprobate devils on their way to hell. From Protestant, Jewish, Roman Catholic, and Unitarian faiths to launch this new statewide campaign. Make sure everybody can get abortions on demand. Reminded me of these Bible verses. Ephesians 4, 18 and 19. Having the, under, having the understanding darkened. Being alienated from the life of God through ignorance, through the ignorance that is in them. Because of their blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling. See, they have no more conscience. They have no more emotions or feelings. They're, they're, they're gone. They're just vessels of Satan, essentially. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness. Which means can mean unbridled lust, excess, outrageousness, shamelessness. I think of those four definitions, the last two, and these are these are from the actual underlying Greek meaning. That's what it means from the underlying Greek word. Outrageousness and shamelessness would most be applicable to their behavior as people that call themselves Christians. Both the preacher's wife and this Dr. Parker. How much more outrageous of a behavior could you exemplify as a Christian than justifying being the hand that murders babies over and over again in the womb? Child sacrifice, shamelessness, no shame whatsoever, boldly proclaiming that they're doing this because of their deeply held religious, biblical, Christian principles. They're shameless. To work all uncleanness with greediness. Hey, the pastor's wife's getting a paycheck from this abortion clinic. So is her son. He works security. Hey, this Dr. Parker, I bet you he makes a nice little mint off the uh, abortions he's he's providing. He's the only, it's the only abortion clinic left in the state. I'm sure he's being paid handsomely. Talk about blood money. Jeremiah 1.4 says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Here's how, here's how God feels about us in the womb. Jeremiah said, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. That word to be means to may be made holy and set apart. I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. See, God knows us before we're even formed in the belly. Did you know that? He knows us before then. The Spirit isn't just created right then at conception. There's some, I don't know, holding place, evidently. Because he says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. There's only one verse in the Bible that gets into that subject, which is a very kind of a nebulous, interesting little subject. But there is only one verse I know of that talks about this. Okay, so there's only one a couple, few verses in the Bible that get into this subject. Kind of interesting. Um, okay, Psalm 139, 14. I was going to say this first. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. Next verse, verse 15. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Isn't that cool? 
huh, curiously wrought. I would imagine that it, this, maybe we were, we were originally made in Abraham's bosom. Okay? Abraham's bosom, which is where the people that were destined for heaven went prior to the Lord Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. The Bible said Jesus Christ took captivity captive and basically took them to heaven after the, his death, burial, and resurrection when he took the keys from Satan, okay? That's a, it's a complex subject. Abraham's bosom, you can email me. I'll send you a document I have on it. And I don't want to get in a huge debate about that. But I'm, And I'm speculating that this is Abraham's bosom. But it says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. Uh, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought. Wrought like you... You, you bring you 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 like you think of a like a sword being wrought or some type of thing being made wrought in the lowest parts of the earth thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect and in thy book all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them so this last verse also implies as just Jeremiah 1.5, when it says, Before I formed in the belly, I knew thee, that God knows us before we're ever born. But evidently, according to these abortion advocates, these Christian abortion advocates, ah, that baby don't mean nothing. It's just a pile of fetal cells and it needs to die. As long as the mother's comfortable, as long as she's not inconvenienced, it's all good. God will forgive you. Murder your baby. Premeditate murder it. Kill it. Pay us the money, and you'll be fine. God will forgive you. It's all good. It's pretty much how they're acting. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Before ordained. Psalm 22.10, I was cast upon thee from the womb, thou art my God from my mother's belly. Wow. Praise the Lord. Psalm 139.13, for thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Psalm, well, we already read that one. Psalm 139.14, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Abortion's evil. God knows us before we're even formed in the womb. Okay? And he doesn't make mistakes. The pregnancy might have been ill-advised, but God doesn't make mistakes. I'm talking about like if the pregnancy came through like something like fornication. So, yeah, this is the state we find ourselves in. Continuing, the physician will address an audience that knows all too well the ramifications of ideologically driven health laws meaning your, your ideological, your, your deeply held religious beliefs in this case. Still in limbo at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, the same appellate court that held that Jackson Clinic's fate in its hands, the final provision of the Texas House Bill Number 2 is expected to close all but seven abortion clinics in the state of Texas. So pray this would happen, is what I say. They're trying to fight it, okay, with these these faith communities coming together and using their witchcraft, okay? Pray this Texas House Bill 2 is, is implemented because it would close all but seven abortion clinics in the state of Texas, which is, you know, the biggest state in the lower 48. Hey, I just rhymed. I'm a poet, don't know it. Anyway, sorry. So, um, yeah. Echoing Texas clinic leaders, Parker says the anti-choice laws don't prevent abortion. Oh, they don't. Wow, they could have fooled me. Only legal, safe abortions are what they prevent. He's talking about the back alley abortions. When the woman's so desperate to kill her baby that she resorts to things like coat hangers and stuff like that. I guess that's what he's in reference to. So that's his justification for offering the safe legal abortions done by a, a real satanic butcher, you know? That's his justification. That's as good as he can do.
for those lo local lawmakers who use their religious faith as a defense for erroneous abortion regulations, Parker insists they be guided by humanity, not ideology. Thank you, you fork-tongued devil, for finally getting me morally on track. Because I would definitely follow a devil like you right into hell. You know, definitely. You're such a wonderful example. When you tell me, don't use my religious faith as a defense for erroneous abortion regulations, but that I should be guided by humanity. Oh, by the world? You mean by whatever... Humanity tells me to do whatever the secular world tells me to do. If it feels good, do it. Do what thou wilt should be the whole of the law, like Aleister Crowley says. Cursed be the man that trusted the man and make flesh his arm and his heart departed from the Lord. You mean like that, humanity? Yes. Let your heart guide you. Well, hold on. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And that he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. And that there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's the same heart the good Dr. Parker wants you to, to trust in. Absolutely. Let your heart guide you. Let humanity guide you. Not your religious Christian ideology. Well, my comment to that is in this case, we know he is referring to the Christian ideology of not slaughtering your unborn baby. What a slime bag hypocrite. He says he is a deeply religious Christian man. And at the same time, he could care less what the Bible says about child sacrifice and murdering your own baby. You can't have it both ways, you stinking devil. Openly proclaim you serve and adore Satan, you fork-tongued devil. Get it off your chest as you will feel a whole lot better for it. And your coven, your witch coven, will appreciate you taking such a strong stance for Lucifer. Don't try to ride the coattails of the Bible or Christianity to justify your satanic occupation. I'm sorry, I'm really like, I'm not holding back today. I'm, I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but I really, it's like when I see this stuff, I get so righteous indignant when you're justifying killing little innocent helpless babies in the womb as a Christian. I can't abide it. I can't let this devil get one word in to justify his position. I can't do it. Okay, I'm uh, I'm not going to try to get into this next part. Um, it, it's a continuation of this, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get it in, in time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and stop here, and we're going to go to part three, and uh, we will go from there. So God bless you, and see you in part three.